you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, where food, fitness, and mental health come to hang out. Nutrition, training, and life. It's all fair game on MTK. Meathead Test Kitchen. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, the podcast where we've been slapping down bullshit since the year of our Lord 2020. I'm Sadie. (laughs) I'm Sasha. And it's been a hot minute since we've done some of that bullshit slapping down. So let's talk about some mighty gym myths. Uh, We hit the socials asking you for some of the latest ones that you've heard because let's be honest, it is a never ending like evolution. Uh, Bullshit (laughs) is an always evolving creature. There's always something new creeping out of the fucking crevices of the internet for you to either waste your money on or try because someone wants to act like they fucking know something you know you've you've been there done that bought the fucking t-shirt probably or yeah. the herb life or the, it works or the i mean we could we could go for days <laughs> um but anyway you came through strong on the social so thank you you're the fucking best we love you so let's get to it topic number one boom is the anabolic window a real thing sent in by at shell underscore bell 25 on Instagram. And there's a ton of conflicting opinions on the anabolic window. Notice we said opinions and not information because there is a gigantic difference. Yes. Again, as always, we have linked all of the articles and studies that we looked into and used for this episode in the show notes. There's a lot for this episode because we wanted you to be able to see the evidential proof of why it isn't a real thing. Do you even cite your sources, motherfuckers? If you don't, <laughs> you not have a job. Journalistic Integrity 101. Welcome to it. If you're a new podcaster, we'll give you a brief source of uh, information. Don't be a fucking shithead and spread misinformation. That's it. Rule number one. It's really yeah. fucking easy. <laughs> um, so, you know, there is a difference between opinion and fact, uh, theory and law. Like, if you want to go into it, we could, but that's a whole nother fucking episode. Um, but yes. allegedly, the anabolic window lasts about 30 minutes after you train. So if you want maximum results, you should be consuming protein and carbs within this time frame. Eating a meal in these 30 minutes is supposedly less helpful. You're supposed to just have straight carbs or straight protein. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have an opinion after this, but many people use this concept to practice precise nutrient timing. And as it turns out, there's a little, little scientific proof to actually back precise nutrient timing. Your body doesn't care exactly how it's timed as long as the shit is there when it needs it. Um, And your body is this amazing adaptable thing that can have, you know, if, if you give it to your body within 30 minutes, your body's like, cool, I'm going to fucking use this. If you give it to it an hour later, it's still going to be like, cool, I'm going to fucking use this. (laughs) Nutrient timing. When you really break it down, it can be useful if you are a top-tier, high-caliber professional athlete. That's about it. Yeah. That's about it. 
if you're just a normal fucking person going to the gym, your nutrient timing doesn't really fucking matter. Guess what? We've covered this on You're Not a Mogwai. You can fucking eat after midnight. You're not going to die or gain 25 pounds overnight. This anabolic window thing, in my opinion, is a way for people to sell protein shakes because look at what's in protein shakes, carbs and protein <laughs> in an isolate powdered form. Weird marketing fucking ruining the world. <laughs> and just to refresh everyone's memories, if you're not familiar with what exactly the anabolic window is, a lot of people claim that you should eat a post-workout. Usually re it's referring to post-workout meal during the anabolic window. So mm -hmm. the short time, usually 30 to 60 minutes after training when your muscles are repairing and recovering. It also can be referred to as the metabolic window or the protein window. If you're trying to build muscle, we've told you before, we're going to tell you again, over and over again, until the end of fucking time, that the best way to do that is strength training, okay? As you know by now, if you've been listening to this podcast or you've been doing this for a while, weight training damages the muscles, which causes them to repair and grow. The result is stronger muscles. Wow. Muscle growth goes beyond the workout itself. Obviously, also have covered that on several other episodes, but this specific question is about the anabolic window. It also relies on outside of the gym nutrition. Your muscles need enough protein and carbohydrates, period, end of the story, end of story to effectively recover. Is there yeah. a window though? Well, I mean, again, your body's going to use shit when it wants to use it. If it's there and available, it's going to uptake it as fast as it can. But you don't have to, if you miss 30 fucking minutes, if if your traffic was a shit show and it took you 45 minutes to get home from the gym, you're not going to fucking lose all the gains you got today. Guess what? Your gains happen when you rest. And we're going to cover that more here in a fucking second. Mm -hmm. Weird. It's almost like these things are intertwined. Funny <laughs> how we do that. Um, but here's where the misinformation starts with the anabolic window. So for whatever reason, it's difficult to find out where that fucking number came from. But, you know, this, this 30 minutes post-workout thing, there's, it's just... <clears throat> Again, I, my opinion, not scientific fact, my opinion is another fucking way for people to sell you supplements because supplements are expensive and people rely on them because they think they do all the work for you. They don't. Mm. Sorry to rip that bandaid off. <laughs> but like, yeah. just, just eat a fucking meal after you're done working out. It doesn't have to be 30 minutes. You don't have to run straight out to your car and shove that fucking chicken breast and rice that's been sitting in your glove box for the last two hours in your face immediately because you're not going to get any gains if you don't do it right fucking now. <laughs> this podcast is called Meathead Test Kitchen for a reason because meathead science is pretty much bullshit. So we're fucking taking it back. Yes. Um, but yeah, so like don't don't buy into this metabolic window thing. Eat a fucking meal when it's convenient for you when you're hungry. If you are to the point where you're hungry in the middle of a workout, bring a snack. Have an intra-workout shake. Like, this is where protein shakes can be super useful. Um, if they don't make you gassy and if you're not dairy sensitive, protein shakes in the middle of a workout are completely acceptable and probably recommended depending on how strenuous your workout is. Um, Carbolin, which is another option. Carbolin is really delicious, but it's really expensive. Two pounds of it will cost you like 40 to $50. And that was like three years ago before supply chain issues. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, your mileage may vary. You can also get straight up just carb powder unflavored on Amazon for like $20 for a five pound container or do what I do. I get a fucking thing of country time, strawberry lemonade, like the little Kool-Aid dude with the, it's like that tall where you screw the lid off and you pour the powder into the thing and then you pour it into the water. Mm -hmm. I get those because they're like $3 and that's the best fucking carb powder you could ask for. It's strawberry lemonade flavored carbs. That's all yeah. you're looking for is sugar. So it like 
the anabolic window, again, I think it came from a kernel of actual fact, which is you need to fuel your body after workout. But it was a game of telephone and it got so fucking misconstrued and morphed into this other thing that now people think that it is this holy fucking like testament yeah. of bodybuilding. And that's not the case. And we'll cover some of those studies that refutes this, these claims in just a second. But to get nerdy for one moment, the anabolic window theory is based on your body's anabolic response. This is where it initially came from. Anabolism is when small molecules grow into bigger complex molecules. We went into depth in this a few episodes back. These molecules form into new cells and tissues, including muscle, and after strength training, your body is in an anabolic state. This involves a range of cellular processes that facilitate muscle repair and growth. These processes are fueled by protein and carbs. Okay, so the TLDR, there is no actual science that backs up what the anabolic window is, nor that it is a 30 to 60 minute immediately following a workout. In fact, multiple studies prove that the window isn't that short and this process isn't as simple as just an anabolic window theory like most gym bros would have you believe. I mean, I wish most of this shit was as simple as it really was. One, I wouldn't have a job, I guess. So would, <laughs> am I really proud or am I really happy that it's not as simple as it should be? I guess not. Um, but like it's people overcomplicate shit to confuse you so they can sell you things. I've told you that before a lot. Not a conspiracy theory thing. I have years of fucking marketing and promotions experience behind me and my years of fucking broadcast media. I've sat through so many classes. I've sat through so many things on how to sell you things without you even fucking knowing it. Like you, you wouldn't even believe it. That's how this shit works. They make this misinformation to create confusion so that you rely on them and their expertise and products products more than the expertise to get you where you want to go while in the meantime they're feeding you this fucking placebo effect of giving you these items while you are actually doing the fucking hard work and all of the effort and you're giving the fucking credit to the the supplement no you did the fucking work the supplement didn't fucking take you to the gym every day and fucking lift that weight you fucking did that like quit giving credit to things that don't fucking deserve it <laughs> And that is your supplements. Like supplements are just that. They are supplementary. They are not the main focus of what you're doing. They should not be the main effort of anything in your fitness journey. Like there are, of course, we're going to have, ex you know, there's always going to be exceptions to rules. If you're a high level athlete and you rely on supplements to get you through your workouts, that's fine. We're not fucking knocking you. But if you're a normal fucking person that wants to lead a healthier lifestyle and feel better, nine times out of 10, you probably don't need half the shit that you see on social media that's being marketed to you. Yeah. So in a 2017 study, um, it was indicated that pre and post workout protein intake produced similar muscle adaptations. <laughs> this study will be linked to the show notes, mehedtestkitchen.com. This suggests that pre-workout protein could suffice an immediate post-workout intake isn't proven to be better or worse. So if you get your protein before or after the workout, this study is saying it doesn't fucking matter. Mm -hmm. It also proposes that the window of opportunity for protein is pretty wide. Yes. So don't feel like, again, don't feel like you have to go slam that fucking chicken five minutes after you walk out of the gym. Exactly. And then another study in 2010 examined the post-workout anabolic response that happens after protein intake. So researchers found that the response is mainly due to protein synthesis rather than protein breakdown. What does that mean? Well, protein synthesis, you know what synthesis is. We've all had basic biology in uh, any high school class you're creating your it's protein, you're synthesizing it rather than breaking down the protein for uptake, if that makes sense. This would suggest that immediately eating to reduce muscle breakdown may not be necessary. Let me yeah, read it again. It's no, suggests but I, 
okay, that okay. immediately eating to reduce muscle break. Uh, sorry, eating to reduce muscle breakdown may not be necessary. Yeah. Like, so again, protein biosynthesis, the TLDR, I just pulled up an explanation because Wikipedia saves lives. It's a biological process happening in your cells, balancing the loss of cellular proteins because it degrades or it leaves the cells through the production of new proteins. Exactly what Sasha said. But if you wanted the longer explanation to actually like, there you go. Protein synthesis. It's just like photosynthesis, except plants don't protein protein synthesis. Exactly. <laughs> SpongeBob every time. Photosynthesis. And he's fucking playing on the me, me, <laughs> standing in front of a window in Nebraska in the middle of December when it's been the same day for a fucking week. Ah! <laughs> Another study found delaying post-workout carb intake by two hours did not affect muscle glycogen resynthesis. The levels of glycogen remain the same eight and 24 hours later, suggesting that later carb intake may still be beneficial. So if you don't get your post or intra workout carbs in that day, all for not get have a fucking bowl of cereal before you go to bed. Exactly. The old, and there are always exceptions, always, uh -huh. always, always. The only exception that we could find is if you are doing fasted workouts. An older study found fasted exercise to significantly increase post-training muscle breakdown, meaning that this would suggest that if you don't eat before training, it's very important to eat after. This now, is fasted the training is a double-edged sword. Right. And I didn't want to go into like, we're, we won't spend the episode going into fasted training. If that's, if that's your cup of tea, then by all means, but realize that you are probably going to need to make sure that you are eating right after you work out. All I'm going to say about fasted training is make sure that you're not passing out at the gym. As long as you're not fucking passing out at the gym, I don't have a problem with it. But if you're feeling faint, you need to fucking eat something before you go train. Hmm. Love your gym mom. <laughs> Mod the, so the moral of the anabolic window story eat when it makes the most sense to you fucking eat whenever you want you're not a fucking robot you don't have a timed window that you have to fucking eat by otherwise you're gonna lose all your gains like no it doesn't fucking work that way none of this fucking work i feel like that old lady in that commercial where they were making fun of facebook that's not how this works like this. that's not how this works that's not how any of this fucking works what are you doing so it's not going to hinder your results if you can't eat for a bit after your fucking workout because the window for you to do so is actually larger than 30 minutes. Depending on the circumstances, as we said, some studies could say it could be 8 to 24 hours later for certain nutrients. It doesn't fucking matter. So eat exactly. when you want to eat. I normally suggest to people to just eat the next normal meal if you aren't doing faster workouts. Yep. Eat when, like if you worked out at 10 a.m. and your next normal meal is noon, and eat. eat your fucking shit at noon. There's also evidence that pre-workout protein, eating pre-workout protein can eliminate the need for immediate post-exercise protein consumption, period. So eat like a fucking half a protein bar or whatever you want to do, as long as it's got some protein and carbs in it, like 30 minutes before you work out. Not saying have a whole meal. I know a lot of people can't tolerate that. Like it upsets their stomach. Totally understand that. If you want... Just do whatever you need to do. There isn't a, a specific way that you have to do this. There isn't a 30-minute window after the fact. You're right. still going to get your gains because, as our next question will indicate, rest is fucking important. Oh, my God. If I'm going to fight with people on the Internet over something, that is fucking it. Jesus fucking Christ. But, but quick snack thing. So a thing I do, um, they make these little rice rollers. You used to be able to get them at Costco. I don't know if you can get them there anymore. But they're like puffed rice, like sugar smack cereal. But it's in like a roll. 
So it's like a Rice Krispie bar, but it's a tube. Dip that shit in peanut butter. Fucking smash that in your face and go lift. That's that's one of my favorite pre-workout things. And it takes like two seconds to make because you Love unpack that. the thing and you just shove it in peanut butter and fucking <laughs> go on your way. <laughs> Our next question is coming in from Headley Actual on Instagram. Max out or get out? He says, do you get max gains with no rest days? I'm so, uh, like, to be honest with you, I'm really glad he asked this question, but I'm so fucking tired of talking about it. Yes. Only Um, because, like, and not because it's not important, but because people are going to fight us on this, period. And, like, I feel like... If anything in my life, my life is like a montage of clips from Mike Judge movies and TV shows. And every time we talk about something where I feel like we're beating the dead horse, I think of the part in Office Space where they go beat the fucking fax machine with the baseball bats. Yeah. Max out or get out is the fucking fax machine. And Sasha and I are the people in the fucking business casual shit with the baseball bats. Yes. Die, motherfucker, die, motherfucker, die. Please. Like, okay. So days off from the gym. They're known as rest days. I want to retool how we think about this. I want to start calling them growth days. Why? Well, because that's what you fucking do on your days off when you're not at the gym. You grow. This is the time when our bodies have a chance to actually build muscle. Not our opinion. Scientific fact. You can fucking look it up. I'm not going to cite that rest builds muscle because it is a fucking well-known fact. (laughs) Yes. I don't, I'm not going to die on that mountain because many people have fucking climbed it and summited it before me. Strenuous workouts cause muscle breakdown. Rest allows our bodies to build it back up. I'm going to repeat that for those of you that are hard of hearing or fucking stupid. Strenuous workouts cause muscle breakdown while rest allows our bodies to build it back up. Now, if there are no growth days in your routine, continuous muscle breakdown can hinder your progress. How are you going to fucking fix it if you are always just running it into the ground? Yes. And another thing, <laughs> that's just how, okay, so I like to, this always pops in my head for whatever reason when I get really frustrated because someone doesn't want to listen to the fact that rest days are important. <laughs> Let's say you accidentally get a deep cut in your hands. You're bleeding a lot. You've torn something open, right? Are you going to tell me that you're just going to go out there and willy nilly go about your day with this giant fucking cut on your hand and not like take blood everywhere? Yeah, Yeah. take the necessary precautions to like let it heal up and get a scab because it's repairing itself. Like that's what you're doing to your muscles. So you're just going to over overtrain your muscles and then get pissed off because your muscles aren't growing because you're overusing them. Come I mean, on. basically, when you overuse your muscles to the point where you have fucking over, over, overuse and you can die from muscle overuse, your muscles are basically shitting out everything like a bleeding gash. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you really want to get into it, we could talk about it. We've talked about it before with Dr. Fit and Fabulous and like way in the way back machine. You can go back to the 2020 life. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, we we talk about that in great detail with her, actually, because she trained for the uh, she was on the show with The Rock. Yes. Fuck, yes. I can't remember what it's called. Titan games. Yeah. Um, yeah. But she, she talked a lot about how, you know, it's very common in certain aspects of the strength world for people to overtrain because it's a pride thing. It's a fucking pride thing. Don't tell me it's not. I know it's a fucking pride thing. Yes. <laughs> I know enough bodybuilders to know that it's a fucking pride thing yes. and it's a sport and y'all are trying to fucking psych each other out, but it's okay to grow. Yes. And growth days are also 
the time when our bodies replenish our glycogen levels. So glycogen fuels activity. We went over that in great detail for a whole entire episode. If you haven't and you're new here, go back and listen to our other episodes because a lot of the things that we reference or referencing back to, we spent a whole episode covering. We can also link that in the description of the podcast so it's a little easier to find. But as we exercise, our glycogen gets depleted. When we don't give our bodies enough time and nutritious food between workouts or get enough sleep, to replenish this fuel source, we start feeling fatigued and tend to underperform. If you have a yep. shitty day in the gym, is it not, you're not a femme, it's not hormonally motivated? You probably need a Are fucking you- rest day. Are you PMSing? No? Then you need a fucking rest <laughs> That's uh, seriously, though. <laughs> like, that's the flow chart. Yeah. Are you PMSing? Yes. You need a rest day. No. You need a rest, rest day. day. <laughs> Guess what, motherfuckers? They both had rest days. Fuck you. <laughs> but like, we've tagged an incredibly nerdy study about glycogen in the show notes, like within this part in the show notes. Um, but anytime you have a question about previous episodes, I have every fucking episode's show notes for the most part, except for interviews up at meatheadtestkitchen.com. Hit the search bar and just type in whatever you're fucking looking for and it'll pull it up for you. Um, I've made it stupid easy. You're welcome. I love you. Um, growth days are essential for your mental health too. Now you're going to tell me like, well, Sadie, I train so that I don't fucking murder. Trust me. I understand the sentiment completely. I get it. I get it. It's how you fucking get out there and just put your feelings into muscles. Nothing wrong with that, but you need to have growth days because when it comes to your training, a good workout can boost your endorphins, which are your happy hormones. They help us feel calmer in the moment, but on the flip side, overtraining can lead to irritability, can lead to sleeplessness. It can lead to shitty performance. It can lead to decreased appetite, all of which are going to fuck with you mentally and physically. You're going to be mentally exhausted. You're going to be physically fatigued. Yep. None of that's no, it's not. And honestly, when I've got, so a couple of years back, I was, you know, six days a week, go, go, go after recovery day, but you're still moving. But I got to the point where I was just exhausted. Um, and I had to like literally rethink everything I was doing. I also wasn't seeing the results I expected to see in the gym because I wasn't resting enough, taking two or three, I know, taking two or three days off from intense exercise each week while engaging in some form of active recovery. Like I just mentioned, that's biking, that's walking, that's getting on the ass bike and not going full bore. Um, It it can be yoga. Yeah. Roll around on the floor, playing with your dog. Like Moving your body is active recovery. Um, That allows you to get your blood flowing to help facilitate muscle repair. The best thing that you can do when your legs are very fucking sore after a a strenuous leg day is go for a fucking walk. It sounds counterintuitive because your legs feel like shit, but after the first five minutes, you're going to feel a whole lot better. We promise. Yep. But again, if physical activity is a part of your long-term emotional health strategy, we have no problem with that. We're that way too. We get it. I think that's why we all hang out together, to be completely honest. Uh, It's what holds us together, that we're all fucking losing it and we use fitness to keep it together. Yes. (laughs) Um, But anyway, you know, on your growth days, again, you know, you could do some gardening. If you're somewhere warm in the wintertime, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Go outside. It is proven that nature heals your brain. Go sit. If you're lucky enough to live somewhere that is near the ocean, go sit in front of the ocean for 10 minutes and contemplate how beautiful nature is while it can simultaneously kill you in a second. (laughs) 
nothing like relaxing while contemplating your own mortality while you're standing at the edge of a fucking like raging ocean cliff. It's like, wow, this is beautiful. But if I drop down there right now, I'd be dead. Damn. Jeez. Damn, my nature. Damn. <laughs> but like, hi, welcome to my brain. There's always a little <laughs> fucking hiding in the closet. Oops. Uh, but no, like get outside, go enjoy yourself. Even if it's cold, like, you know, throw your coat on, get the, get the fucking mm, scarf, put your favorite scarf on, get your gloves and, you know, go for a walk. It doesn't have to be a very long walk. You could just walk around the fucking block. You did yep, something yep. that day. You need to clean your house. Cool. That's your fucking low intensity, steady state cardio. There Congratulations. You, you cleaned your fucking house. <laughs> exactly. Don't overcomplicate it. For the love of God, please don't overcomplicate it. Yeah. You don't and have to. You really don't. It, it's literally just something that you enjoy that and ends up being that you're moving your body at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, avoid pushing your body too hard on these days. Like I've had active recovery days where like I'm, I'm running five miles. That's, that's, a, that's a workout, a full on workout. <laughs> um, instead focus on low intensity movements that allow you to channel your injury and energy without activating your nervous system. So again, that's literally just, um, low intensity, steady state, anything. That's a walk that could be going for a, a brief swim. Um, hell, do 10 minutes of yoga, anything. Mobility training, it all counts. It's movement. And again, there are always going to be exceptions to rules. If you are listening and you're like, well, Sadie, Sasha, I am training for X. Do what your coach is telling you to do. Yes, our, yes. our information does not supersede if you're paying some expert or professional to tell you how to train for a thing. By all means, fucking listen to them. Yes, we are yes. here for the North. We're Gen Pop. Hi. We're, we're like, we're here. We're glad you're here. We love you. I, I fucking love all of our athlete friends. I myself am a, like a former athlete. I'm not anymore because I had knee surgery and my shit don't work that well these days, but like, it's, it's going to be different for everybody. So if you are actually training for something, take what we said with a grain of salt and listen to your coach. But if you are just training to, again, to feel better, follow for the most part, do what we say, I guess yeah. <laughs> please, <laughs> please. We've got evidence to back it up. Yes. But like signs you need a rest day, aside from the fact that like you feel like shit in the gym, there are a lot of things to look out for when you could potentially need to take an extra rest day. You're finding it hard to get out of bed. Just like the physical process of waking up, not even mentally, physically, you're finding it hard to get out of bed. Like mm -hmm. there's a difference between like the mental struggle if I don't want to fucking wake up today and the physical, oh my God, my body feels like a bag of busted assholes. I can't move. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the latter. Um, you could be irritable. Hmm. Man, I can tell when I've overtrained because I am crabby as I'm I'm a bitch already on a normal day. Like you <laughs> see when I'm overtrained, oof. I take exception to anything and everything. You breathe at me wrong, it's a fucking oof. Yeah. Low motivation. You know what? This one sucks because like everybody is always searching for that fucking almighty motivation. Guess what? Motivation's a fucking myth. Discipline wins all. You can fucking talk about motivation all you want out there, but discipline fucking wins all. Showing up every goddamn day and doing the same thing, regardless of whether or not you're motivated, is discipline. Fuck motivation. Um, but this is a mean thing because you're training super hard because you feel like you should be training super hard, but then your overtraining is leading to you not wanting to train. Yep. So it's a vicious fucking cycle. So if you're finding yourself not wanting to train, you either need to change your programming or look at if you're training too fucking much. Lack of concentration. This one can really fuck you in the gym and lead to injury because when you lose concentration for a split second, if you're doing a push jerk, you could hit yourself in the chin. You can drop that barbell on your head. You could throw out your shoulder. You could tear a fucking ACL. Like there are so many things you can do when you are not mentally 100% locked in. 
This to me is the biggest thing that you need to look out for. If you are not sharp, like you know you need to be at the gym, take a fucking rest day. Mm -hmm. You're already at the gym. That's fine. Go take a fucking 10 minute walk on the treadmill and go home. Yep. Like, because it's dangerous. It is. Honestly. I've done it. And I surprisingly didn't break any fucking teeth on the day that I did that one time and only one time when I was learning to Olympic lift. Never again. Yeah. It's a scary fucking feeling to have to see if your teeth are still in your fucking mouth after you smack yourself with a barbell on the way up. Yeah. You also yeah. could be experiencing higher stress levels than usual. Um, usually for me, this is an overtime thing. Like when I was mandatory six days a week, one active recovery day, I, after like a month or, you know, few weeks, four, six weeks of this, I was getting stressed out really, really easily. Uh, you have a hard time falling and staying asleep. Holy fucking falls. That sucks. Yeah, seriously. It does. It does. Your body is under a lot of stress because you are placing it under a lot of stress. But if you're also are overtraining on top of that and not taking your rest days, it can, while going to the gym can help you fall asleep easier. doesn't necessarily mean if you're overtraining that you're going to stay asleep through the night. Yep sucks. Um, sustaining injuries. Uh, obviously that comes with overtraining for anybody. Um, any athlete will tell you that, uh, regardless of if it's your neighbor at the gym, your accountability buddy, or a professionally, a professional athlete who does that for a living. Yep. Um, there is a reason that they have strength trainers, um, and weightlifting coaches for professional teams, because they've got to be able to stay on top of this for them and give them a regimented way to successfully train for whatever they're doing. Because if you leave athletes to their own devices, those motherfuckers are going to train max out or get out every day because that's what they love to do. It's not that they're assholes. It's not that they're stupid, but athletes are built differently. We mm -hmm. are wired differently. And that is, yes, this is why coaches need coaches too, because yes. again, we're wired differently. If you leave us to fucking do it, we will, we will fucking lift at 85% and higher four days out of the week because we fucking love it. We love the pain cave. We love the struggle. We love pushing through it. We love everything about it, but you can't do that. It's not sustainable. Nope. It is not you get out your bingo card um, for a while, but for most people, it's not sustainable. Exactly. And while some of this list was some of the are some of the telltale signs of someone needing a rest day, there's also very similar symptoms uh, most adults experience every week trying to juggle work, health, family, and friends. It's all about balancing act mm -hmm. and being able to call yourself on your bullshit, which is another callback. We did a whole fucking episode on that. Um, you've got to be able to call yourself on your bullshit. If things are feeling a little bit much and it's getting hard to juggle, I understand a hundred thousand percent that the gym is important for mental health for a lot of folks listening and ourselves included. But if the balance is starting to become the struggle, you may have to just rework things for a little while. Yep. Period. Because if you don't, and this is above just taking rest days, but if you don't, it could be very detrimental to your mental health. And we obviously don't want anyone to feel lost or feel like they fell off or that they're bad because they can't do this, that, or the other thing anymore. If all you can do at the present time is get to the gym twice a week or do something for yourself that involves working out twice a week and that's where you're at right now, that's just where you're at right now. 
Yeah. And, and lean into it. We've talked about that before. Lean into it because nothing sucks more than when your mental game is already a shit show. And then your skin suit feels like dicks on top of it. Like that for me, like recovering from having knee surgery and my knee, my knee surgery wasn't even that extensive and I'm still barely fucking doing things that I used to be able to do with no effort. Like, um, that's just hard. That's mm -hmm. mentally taxing. So to be able to push through that and then also know that your body's gonna feel like shit on top of it. You want to avoid that. Like sometimes it's unavoidable. You have to have, you know, a medical procedure done or you hurt yourself and you didn't fucking do anything to deserve it. Like that shit happens. But when it happens, it mentally fucks you so hard that I am telling you now, avoid it at all fucking costs. There is nothing worse than watching your years of fucking hard work dwindle over 12 months time because you can't use the gym. Yep. I will fucking vouch for that one, number one. I used to have quads that could smash a goddamn watermelon. Now they're asymmetrical and one looks like a skinny wet hot dog. Because <laughs> your quad shuts off and goes away after you have knee surgery. Shit nobody told me. God damn it. <laughs> right. Just like <laughs> above all. Yeah. Above all, like take care of yourselves, obviously. Take yeah. a fucking rest day. It doesn't all of There's the hard no work in taking a rest day again yeah. they're growth days they're growth yes. days they're the days that you grow you grow mentally you grow physically like you're going to benefit from it in some way shape or form this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Uh, we talk a lot about taking care of your brain muscle here on MTK, and we would like to talk a little bit more about how BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P, can help you if you're looking for counseling online. It's super convenient. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. It's amazing. I've signed up for it myself. Um, I think that it's super important, especially given the things that we've all had to deal with in the last year to address some of your issues if you're having some. Um, and BetterHelp can definitely assist you with that. Um, you can log on to your account at any time and send a message to your counselor. You get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule a weekly video or phone session so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. No one likes those. Um, waiting for traditional therapy. BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P, is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if the one that you found just isn't working out for you. Uh, we've talked about that before, too. Finding the right counselor that fits for you to be comfortable with, to talk to, um, and talk through some things. It's super important. It's also more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is also available. BetterHelp wants to help you start living a happier life today. You can visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. That's www.betterhelp.com slash reviews. And today you can visit betterhelp.com. That's H-E-L-P slash M-T-K. Um, and you'll get a special offer just by being a listener of Meathead Test Kitchen. You get 10% off of your first month at betterhelp.com slash MTK. So if you're in need of a counselor and are seeking professional help, please check out betterhelp, that's H-E-L-P.com slash MTK, and get 10% off of your first month today. Why do you want to go push yourself to do something you don't want to do? You're going to inherently make yourself hate it. And again, we don't want fitness to become one of those fucking things that you feel like you have to do that you fucking hate, like paying your bills. Exactly. You get to move. Like, you get to move. 
I'm, I'm going to sound like a fucking live, laugh, love poster right now, but like, this is a time of year for me. That's really tough mentally. So like, I, I think a lot about mortality and stuff in the month of December because that's when my brother died. But, um, to age is a fucking gift. Like seriously, it is a fucking gift to grow old. I know so many people that I have out aged in my lifetime now that didn't even get a fucking chance because they had to go too soon. To age is a fucking gift. Take care of yourself so you can do so gracefully for the love of God. Like, and and again, part of injury recovery for me, like I had to go do physical therapy. There are a lot of older people that go to physical therapy. And I can tell that those people did not take very great care of their bodies when they were in their prime years like us, because now they can't fucking move their arms over their heads or they can't get out of a chair without assistance. Don't You don't want to be that. Sometimes shit happens where you can't avoid it. And it, and it sucks. But like, if you have the opportunity to fight that, why wouldn't you? And you fight that by building smart. Take a fucking rest day. That is the smart option. That is how you grow your muscles. You will see better gains. When I have clients that come to me for their consultation, they're like, well, I'm training six days a week and I'm not seeing any results. Well, first of all, it's because you're training six days a week. We're going to knock you back to four. And we're going to go from there. And you're going to notice that your lifts are going to be better. You're going to be able to lift more because you refilled the fucking tank properly. Mm -hmm. It's funny how that works. When you put your full ass into recovering, you can put more of your full ass because it's bigger now into the fucking work. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. It's all related. Yes. Obviously, remember, if all else fails, you think something doesn't pass the smell test, ask a fucking professional, please. Mm -hmm. You can always hit us up at hello at me at testkitchen.com. Um, we are fancy and have our own personal trainer and nutritional coach on staff, which would be, would be a strength and conditioning yeah. coach. As well, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. so um, if you ever have any questions about anything, we didn't, we got the two questions today and I was like, let's dive right into the anabolic window stuff. And we need to talk about rest again. Mm-hmm. Um, if we didn't cover something you need an answer to our DMS are also always open. So if you miss something, if you want to look into the sources that we used for reference for this week's episode, all of that is at meatheadtestkitchen.com. Yes. Be nice to somebody. Enjoy your whatever. Happy fucking whatever. Merry, Merry crisis. Merry crisis. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. Yeah. Have a happy whatever you celebrate. I I rip off the crusty of the clown line, but I don't want to get sued by Fox Broadcasting now because they're owned by Disney and they will sue you for ripping yeah. off their shit. So I'll I'll reference it. I'll put the link to the YouTube in the bottom. But happy fucking whatever. Be nice. Your butt looks good today. I hope they you know. You. Me at Test Kitchen. Out. Join Sadie and Sasha every Monday. Helping to make your fitness and nutrition journey suck less. MTK. A Huda Media Production.